The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God, have faith also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If there were not, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and take you to myself, so that where I am, you also may be. Where I'm going, you know the way. Thomas said to him, Master, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, then you will also know my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Master, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you for so long a time, and you still don't know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own. The Father who dwells in me is doing his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe because of the works themselves. Amen, amen, I say to you. Whoever believes in me will do the works that I do and will do greater ones than these, because I'm going to the Father. The Gospel of the Lord. The Lord be with you. Jesus is telling us today in the readings that he is going to the Father. He talks about heaven as going to the, the house of the Father, which is, if you just stop for a moment and think about it, a really awesome thing for our God to tell us about something about heaven, that it's the home of the Father. It's for all of us. It's a place to be and to dwell. And, and uh, Jesus is trying to get his apostles and disciples used to this new way of knowing him and, and this new reality of our risen Lord. In a few weeks, we're going to be celebrating what we call the Feast of the Ascension. From the day of the resurrection till the ascension, there were 40 days. And we might need to just go a little bit deeper into what it means that Jesus went to the Father, because we can simplify it a little bit and just think, well, he came to earth at Christmas, he died on the cross, and then he went up to heaven. But there's a whole lot more to the story than just Jesus coming down, dying, rising, and going back up, right? There's a, a theological meaning. And so in these 40 days, Jesus is getting his, his disciples ready for that event. And we have a peek into the first church in the readings from the Acts of the Apostles. There was a need as the church kept growing that there would be extra uh, people to serve and to help. And so we read about how they chose seven men. They laid hands on them, and those men began to serve the community in what we call diaconia, or as deacons. 
And that even continues today. I don't want to have to put Deacon Michael on the spot, but you know, he is a great deacon along with uh, Deacon Chris, if he's here, and Deacon Larry, right? The idea was that the church did so much work to help the poor and the suffering that they needed men who would be dedicated to the service of the church, the works of charity. There's not perhaps a nicer guy in this building than Deacon Michael. So I, I, I just want to say that, right? He's a, he's a, you know, he does that well. But it, this glimpse into the early church, the enthusiasm, the joy, the growth, that hasn't ended even 2,000 years later. Now, when I say there's something theological about the ascension, I want to I wanna see if I can kind of summarize it in just a few, a few sentences here and then show what it means for you and for me today in this moment. Jesus, when he came, the purpose was to offer himself as the lamb of sacrifice, right? And the, for the Jewish people, they had in Passover been offering the sacrificial lamb over and over again. And Jesus came definitively that there would be an offering that would be worthy of the redemption of the whole world. So Jesus offers himself on Good Friday, but he offers his body in a sacrifice. And how does that sacrifice arrive to God the Father in heaven? That's the ascension. And in the letter to the Hebrews, which we didn't read today, but we're going to read soon, there was a, a few ideas going around the early Christian church. And if you want to read one of the first homilies or first sermons, you could say, it's quite long. It's, it's uh, probably would have, it's so deep, it probably put a few of them to sleep. But the letter to the Hebrews is one of the first sermons that we have in Christianity. What were they preaching about? And in that letter to the Hebrews, it says that Jesus ascended to the Father to enter into the sanctuary of heaven to offer himself for us. All right. That's the ascension. Jesus is in the sanctuary of heaven, but it means something powerful for me and for you. The first Christians, when they celebrated the Sabbath in their Jewish heritage, it would have been on the Saturday, right? Then they kept seeing the risen Lord appear to them over and over again on Sundays. And they started calling Sunday the Lord's Day where they would gather and break the bread. For those first Christians back then and for all time, even today, for us, it's our Sabbath rest. Now for the Jewish people, I know this is a little intellectual, but for the Jewish faith, right, the Sabbath isn't just 24 hours of relaxing and not working. The time of the Sabbath, those 24 hours isn't normal time. For them, it's, the, it's the, the eternal time of heaven that you get to taste on earth. The Sabbath is for a day entering into the rest of heaven. For the Christians, it, it became the same thing on Sunday, but it was entering into the temple. Here in this church, we're gathered to worship the Father and to join in the offering of Jesus. If I were to ask you at the Catholic Mass, what's the most important moment? What's the, the high point of the Mass? Some of you might say, well, there's a point when the bells ring a lot, right? Maybe it's the bells. 
Others might think it's your moment of communion, right? Our young ones here. Uh, but those answers would not be completely correct. The, the high point of the Mass is when we all say amen when the priest holds up the chalice and the paten and says, through him and with him and in him. It means through Jesus we're entering into the time of eternity, cosmically entering into the sanctuary of heaven and with Jesus worshiping the Father. And when we say amen, now we sing it, and we sing it three times, sometimes six times. That's the high point of the mass. That's why we're here. Now, I know this was a very intellectual homily, and I was piecing it together, trying to see how I could make this something that would mean something on Monday morning. Well, for our young ones here, you're gonna receive Jesus in your heart. And that's a taste of heaven. Heaven is the Father's home. In this moment of entering into eternity, we are getting a vision, a foretaste, and our Lord is offering us heaven here on earth. Hopefully we can take that heaven with us uh, on Monday morning, right? So uh, our young ones here, we're gonna move on in the liturgy of the Eucharist soon, and you're gonna receive Jesus for the first time, the first of, of many times, and it's hopefully one of the most blessed moments of your life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.